Live on Fireside. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Joe's mom's cousin Diana and I really need to know does your spending align with what you really care about today we'll share a tool used by top coaches around the world and apply it to your money to quote Jerry Maguire and help me help you let's welcome the author of the new book personal finance and investing how anyone can make more spend less and invest wisely Kyle Landis Marinello and from the afford anything podcast it's Paula Pant and finally from lenpenzo.com it's Leonardo DiCaprio nah he's busy starring in just about every other funny meme on Instagram so today it's just Len Penzo but that's not all today I will share some amazing trivia halfway through this show but for now a guy whose wheels are turning thanks to the one hamster that's still moving up there Joel, Joe, Saul, Cihai. I was so nervous about pronouncing Kyle's name wrong that I think I did pronounce it wrong. And then I also pronounced your name wrong, Joe. That is so awesome, Diana. Diana Spat, for people listening uh, to the, the show not live with us, spent the last 15 minutes trying to get our special guest name right. And then Butcher's Mind. Hey, everybody. Contrary to what Diana says, I'm Joe Salcihai, Average Joe Money on Twitter. But my uncle, Diana, calls me Joel, and he's known me since I'm born. So uh, you and I have only known each other for a couple of years. So that's not bad. You're doing all right. It's always fun to have a nickname. How are you, by the way? I'm fantastic. Happy to be here. Well, you know what's cool is that we are so happy that we get to kick off coming in November. We get to help you kick off your economy conference. And Gertrude on our team looked at the ticket sales this morning. It looks like already that room is about a third full. So if you yes. want to if you want to get in, go to economyconference.com and sign up for the conference and then there's a special extra ticket that you can add on for us the night before we're kicking off the night before, but you've got a lot of other people coming. Some guy with a mustache is coming. Oh yeah. And actually our very own Paula Pant here as well. So we are closing out the economy conference on Saturday with a panel and the theme of this panel, if you think about the the tagline to the event, is provocative speakers exploring a new American dream. So we are collecting provocative questions from our dear audience to present to our panel. So it's going to be you. We've got Paula. We've got Mr. Money Mustache. We've got Kirsten Saunders. J.D. Roth is moderating. It's going to be an amazing panel in addition to all the great main stage speakers we have. So it's going to be one hell of a party. People just need to go grab their ticket. Yeah. The dates again are November what? Uh, 12th is the live show. 13th, 14th is the conference, right? Absolutely. At the University of Cincinnati. Yeah. And get your tickets to the live show and to the conference before we sell out because it's it's moving fast, which is really it cool. It sure is. Well, uh, somebody that I've thought is a provocative speaker for a long, long time. <laughs> provocative speaker. Paula Pants here. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I will be sure to say something incredibly provocative while I'm there. I don't know what but I will be sure to say something provocative. Well, I think uh, at least uh, one personal finance guru thinks you're a pot stirrer. So why not add more people to that? Ooh, are, are you referring to uh, begins with the S and rhymes with 
yes i don't even want to go where that rhymes yeah that is that is that goes nowhere quick you mean Susie orman is that who we're talking about yes 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 yeah i do think so but how are you you doing well i i am i'm doing well i'm doing absolutely well excellent and a guy who's doing well and who might see the sun today might not deep under los angeles it's len penzo joe how are you my friend i am doing well and a guy i'm super happy is here my friend from vermont that i wish i met when i was there and i did not he's the author of the new book personal finance investing how anyone can make more spend less and invest wisely kyle landis marinello joins us hey joe it's great to be here (laughs) and uh now you just have an excuse to come back to Vermont. I do. Uh, I, and as if I need an excuse, I love your state. I get why you live there, man. It is incredible. Yeah, it's wonderful. So tell everybody about the book because, and I love, by the way, where you start out. You start out with you really can retire relatively early. I guess that's addressed to people who pick this up because they don't think they can. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of people get intimidated by the notion of retiring early for a number of reasons. And so one of the things I do in my book is I try to dissuade people of the idea that you have to make millions, you have to do everything right to be able to retire early. And I I mentioned the idea of retiring relatively early to signify that no matter where you are, everyone can make choices today that will improve their finances and set them up for uh, becoming financially independent and retiring earlier than they would if they they kept on the track they're on now. Well, and and part of I know what you talk about here is making sure that your money is aligned with everything you do. So we picked this topic, Kyle, specifically because you were here, and I was hoping that you really were going to be excited by it. I am. Yeah, I appreciate that, and so I, I definitely agree with aligning your values with where you put your money and. And actually have a lot in the book in the investing section about uh, socially responsible investing. And there are now a lot of um, low-fee index funds that provide for socially responsible options also. Yeah, I totally agree. People are, people are 10 years behind on where socially responsible investing is today. Yeah, so yeah. I try to highlight that. And, and I have a lot of stories in the book about uh, my dad and the money mistakes that he made just to bring some entertainment value to it. And, and also just to let people know, you know, everyone makes mistakes with money. And my dad is one of the smartest people I know, and I love him dearly. Uh, he went to Harvard at the age of 16, and yet he made just about every money mistake you can imagine. And so I, I have a lot of anecdotes in there about some of those stories. Um, and it, it tries to keep people entertained the, the same way the book that you and Emily Guy Birkin have written. Because yeah, people are only <laughs> learned if they're being entertained and paying attention to it. It's my yeah. theory. I absolutely loved it as I went through it. You talk about learning more and about your trip to San Francisco Bay when you were 10 years old to visit your uncle and 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 family. And, just, and, and I'm just going to leave that story there for everybody. That's just going to be bait <laughs> to go read the book. It's a great time. There is a lot of great stories. But we got Kyle here. We got Len here. We got Paula. We got Diana. We're going to talk about aligning your values with your money. But first... This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies 
that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've ever tried to buy a car, you know what a frustrating experience it can be sitting across from a dealer. They don't want to talk about the price of the car. They want to talk about payments. You might not even want to talk about financing. You just want to get to the bottom line. And if you're buying it from an individual, you might not know where the car's been. The person tells you that it's in pristine condition, but is it, is it really? Is that rattle more than just a little rattle? Well, guess what? When you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. Buying a car has never been easier because they've created this fully loaded car buying experience. You can buy, finance if you need to, protect and enjoy your auto purchase all through one convenient place. Speaking of financing, they have low rates and pre-approval good for 90 days. So while you're shopping, you'll know exactly what you can afford. And when it comes to that price of a car, well, you'll save thousands off MSRP with Navy Federal's car buying service powered by TrueCar. I said you will. It really is. You can. And I did. You can also get exclusive member savings with Carfax. So you'll know where that car's been. Geico and you insure it. Sirius XM for fun. They're always available with 24-7 member service representatives to answer any questions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org forward slash car buying. That's NavyFederal.org slash car buying. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Your actual savings off MSRP may vary. Navy Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. All right, guys, let's get this party started. Today's piece comes to us from a blog that I have never been to before, which is called Making Your Money Matter. It's written by Catherine Hanna, who is a certified public accountant. She says she's a wife, mother of three, and she loves to budget, which is somebody who's after a lot of our money nerd friend's heart. But this piece is called Your Spending your life. And she talks about how Vicki Robbins book, your money or your life is one of her favorites. And it had the biggest impact on her financial journey. Uh, Paul, I know you're somebody that read your money or your life, right? I absolutely loved that book. Yeah. And your big takeaway from that book? Well, <laughs> essentially you're, you're, the question is take like, Oh, you know, 150 pages of wisdom and condense it down into a sound. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, that that's difficult to do, but if, um, if, if made to do it, I suppose I would say that the takeaway is that money doesn't, and this might sound obvious to people who listen to this show or who listen to personal finance podcasts, but money doesn't just exist in a vacuum. Money is a representation of everything you hold dear. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And, and I, would, I would say for me, the big takeaway was you're trading hours of your life for these decisions you make with your money. So make the decisions worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and a way to do that, th- that Catherine here points to, and that a coach of, of mine, I've had the same coach for uh, probably close to 20 years. I, I haven't thought about exactly the number of years, but my coach, Mary Lou, has used with me and a lot of the most effective coaches that I know use is something called the wheel. And the wheel is a way to look at all the different parts of your life. And by the way, if you want to follow along, we have a wheel for you. It's absolutely free. We just knew that we're going to get into the the weeds here a little bit. So it's stackingbenjamins.com forward slash wheel. If you'd like to follow along with our discussion, if not, just think of a, think of a wheel and there's eight different parts and they're each equal pie parts of this wheel. And the eight parts of the wheel that Catherine talks about and my coach about twice a year talks about with me are these, your business and your career, your money, your health, your friends and family, love and romance, personal development, fun and relaxation, and personal and spiritual growth. And the reason it's a wheel is because each of these represent fairly consistent parts of your life. Now, there can be different people are going to emphasize different pieces of their life, but it's a way to look at all of them because most of the most of us tend to focus just on one piece. Len, have you ever seen this wheel concept before before today? Because my coach, before she showed it to me, I'd never seen it before. I'll take fun and relaxation for $200. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the one I want. I want to score a 10 in that area. Had you yeah, seen this no, before? Seen, I, not related to personal finance, but I mean, we, ha- we do these kind of things in engineering all the time. So, I mean, we have these kind of, we call them spider graphs. Or at least I call them spider graphs. But yeah, and I got so excited when you sent this to me <laughs> today. And, and I was so proud of it. I sent it out to all of you guys. I was so, I was, that's how excited I got about the dumb thing. But, uh, and it's not a dumb thing, actually, because it's, it really reveals all, so much information in, in one spot. And it's easy to see as well when you plot it out. Kyle, had you seen this before? I had not. No, this was entirely new to me, but I had fun working on it. Yeah, it is a really good time. Uh, let's talk about your strengths, first of all. When you did the wheel, first of all, the way to do this wheel, we're going to do this twice. The first thing is to look at the, the the eight areas of your life and rate each one of these on a scale of one to 10. Paula, we'll start with you. Where did you score the highest right now? Where are you happiest with your life when it comes to these eight areas? Happiest with friends and family. Okay, how come? I think post, I don't want to say post COVID, but once people became vaccinated, there was this um, resurgence in enthusiasm for hanging out, for spending time with one another. Like once that, the ability to do that was taken away from us for, you know, and we were all isolated for 15 months. Um, People just seem, at least in my uh, friend and family circles, seem very excited about spending time together. So I've been doing a lot of that. Do you feel like you've nurtured that area and that's why you're, it's going well for you? Yeah, it's, it's high priority for me right now. Like, you know, whereas before people sometimes paint time with friends and family as like a distraction, you know, like, oh, you've got all these goals, but you're just hanging out with your friends all the time. Right. So right? But like, I think what COVID really brought to light was hanging out with your friends is important. It's maybe the single most important thing that you do. Kyle, for you, which one scored the highest? Uh, for me, it was a tie between a few of them, but I, I guess personal development and personal and spiritual growth. But I'm basing that 100% on the fact that for the first time in my life, I've been consistently meditating. I'm doing it completely wrong, <laughs> but at least I'm <laughs> sticking with it, hoping at some point it'll work out. 
Why has meditation gotten you so far? So this actually comes from my dad. He's uh, he's always meditated for I think at least an hour every morning, and uh, he swears by it. And I've read a lot of the research about how much it does to improve your life, and so that's convinced me it's something I really need to be doing. And so I'm trying it. But boy, I am a Type A personality, and the <laughs> idea of quieting my mind for 15 minutes twice a day is about as challenging as anything can get. I have found for me, it's funny that you bring this up today because I've really felt with some things that have happened in the last few days in my life that I really needed some centering. And I always find that for me, meditating on uh, Eastern philosophy really, really helps. And, and for me also being a type A personality, instead of that quieting my mind completely, just focusing on one of these verses uh, from Eastern philosophy really is, is incredibly, incredibly helpful. Have you seen any, anything, uh, any change in your life so far? I would like to say yes, but <laughs> the honest answer is uh, not yet, but I'm hoping if I hang in there, I'll, uh, I'll feel it. Or, or maybe I'm just not noticing, which is probably what my partner would say, because she likes to point out that I don't tend to notice anything. And so I'll chalk it up to that, that my life is incredibly improved and much better. I just haven't noticed it yet. Yeah. But, but you still feel like the investment has been worth the time, which is why you rate those high. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Len, how about you? Where did you score highest? Gosh, I'm with Kyle. I was in the same, the same two high scoring ones was personal and spiritual growth and personal development. I gave myself a uh, tens and nines on the scale there. And is it, are you investing time also in that area like Kyle is? Um, well, I just, you know, I don't get into the meditation thing, but just life and trying to, you know, do self-reflection and, you know, put a lot of thought and planning. And it's something that didn't, it's been happening, you know, as you get older, us older guys, Joe, um, easy. Yeah. (laughs) But as you get older, I think you've, and as you do that, especially if you've been doing it from as a at a younger age, I mean, you kind of hopefully you've you've kind of got to a, a point in life where you're you're satisfied with where you're at or where you're you. I mean, you can always get better, but um, you know, you don't feel like I really am lacking in some area. I, I, I'm completely satisfied in both of those points. Do, do you have a system then of how you do it? Because with Kyle, I think meditation is just a system, right? Do you think about these things first thing in the morning? Do you go on walks? I mean, is there some systematic approach that people can glean from why you rate it so highly? Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just, you know, I've, I, you know, you go on walks, you think about things, you, um, you sit and you meditate, uh, not meditate, like yeah. uh, Kyle's doing, but you just sit and think about things. I mean, you just do it over time, Joe. And it's just, it's just kind of an organic thing that's just happens. And, um, I, I don't know what, what to say other than, you know, I've just come to over the, I've, I'm happy with where I'm at. I've, I've, I, you know, I do self-reflect every day about how I can, you know, what can I do better or what can I change or do I want to change something? But, you know, after many, many years of this, I'm extremely satisfied. So there, it's just, I don't know. Let's turn to to the the area that you're least happy with, uh, Paula. What do, where do you think you should be spending more time? Where did you rate yourself the lowest? the The lowest rating that I gave myself was personal spirituality. How come? I'm not putting any time or effort into it. Yeah, 
I mean, but do you give it a low grade because of the fact that you feel like you should be? No, it's just more of an honest assessment that that's not where my focus is at the moment. Wow. So, and, and that's actually interesting because the second half of this, when we start talking about your money, is that even though that's a low number, doesn't mean you have to address it, right? It doesn't mean that it's a big factor for you. And for you, you th- it's. It, uh, do you think about any of the downsides of that, though, about not focusing in that area? I mean, and this is where the compartmentalization might get a little, um, I don't know, too strict. Because yeah. I, I, I would argue that that the time that I'm spending with friends and family is in some ways, um, you know, a spiritual or at least a meaningful activity. Yeah. Yeah. That they overlap. Uh, I agree yeah, with that too. Exactly. I had, I had problems as an example, Cheryl, my spouse is also my best friend. So friends and family versus love and romance. Like there was a big crossover there for me. Len, how about you? Where did you rate yourself the lowest? Well, actually uh, health um, and love and romance. Ah, so <laughs> did you, did you, I didn't this mean, just turned into a marriage what? counseling I session. Did, I did not mean to be so, oh, like that, <laughs> that got awkward very quickly. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to those two, like, what do you, what do you think you need to do to uh, improve those? Or, or do you want to prove those? Is it more like Paula where you don't care? Yeah, it's it's more like Paula. Um, no romance not, for you. Not that don't care, <laughs> but it's satisfaction. You know, I rated that in the both of them. They're in the middle, and it's it's like plus or minus. Either way, I mean, it's it's at a level good spot, um, but maybe some need for doing a little more. For example, um, I haven't been with the COVID thing. You haven't been able to travel. Haven't been able to go. I know the honeybee and I, we, we like to go to Hawaii every year, but we haven't done that because of the COVID thing in two years now. So, and that's one of the things that, you know, I miss really badly. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. You can't go and do things. Um, it, it, you can, but I'm not willing to go through the hassles that are required to, to do that kind of thing in that area. Yeah. And in the, and in the health area, I've just, I, I'm at a, I could be a healthier person than I am right now. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, totally, you know, um, right. You're still a buff health, guy, but you're still but, a buff uh, yeah. guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I, what I need to do is I need to start going to the gym and, and really working out and doing, putting a little more effort into right now. I've been doing easy stuff, you know, lifting small weights at home and stuff like that, but I need to put a little more effort into it. So that's one area where I need to to focus. It's funny for me when it came to love and romance, uh, I found those are times when my career was really taking precedent or was really taking a front seat. And I realized that I, I wasn't paying any attention to my spouse. I was just paying no attention. I was so focused on one area and that's what the doing this twice a year really helped me do was go, Oh man, I am messing up bad. So, and, and, and with health, I think, yeah, I think with health too, you know, it can get out of hand as, as well. Kyle, how about you? Uh, the, the areas that you rate yourself lowest? Yeah. Um, well, I had fun and relaxation as the place where I needed to work the most on. Uh, but I recognize that's kind of a self-serving thing to mark as my lowest rated. <laughs> but, but is that, is that just a guilt <laughs> complex that achiever, you say you're a type A personality, personality, Kyle. I mean, as an achiever, do you feel guilty about spending time on yourself on fun and relaxation? Yes. <laughs> that's a fair way to summarize it. 
and yeah, it's just, there's always uh, something more to do. Um, and I, I work long hours at my job and I uh, then end up spending free time doing things like writing a book. And uh, I've got three kids at home, still quite young. And so there's just always a lot to do and um, fun and relaxation tends to be last on the list. It's funny. My coach would tell you that if you don't get some fun and relaxation, it comes about in other ways, right? All of a sudden you just find that you're spacing out at work or you're not like you, you don't need that time because you deserve it. You need it because you have to have it. But I think looking at all of these really, really is helpful. When it comes to looking at your values in the second half here, we're going to talk about your money and tying your money to it. But when it comes to looking at, at your values, Paula, when you were going through this exercise, did you think of anything that you would like to change as you assign these numbers? No, not really, nah. honestly. <laughs> you know? I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that... I, you know, I think that my, my priorities are not, um, they've shifted in the past several years. And so I've, I've probably spent a decent amount of time thinking about what's important because of the fact that, um, I've been aware of the shift. I feel like that spending time with you lately. I feel like you think about this type of stuff a lot more than the average person. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you, you definitely like, as I think about that, uh, Len, how about you? No, not, I'm pretty, you know, Boy, this I, is great. Well, wait, no, but, but, but no, I think you can learn from this. Um, it, when you look at this chart, right, what, what's very interesting is what's really cool about these, I call them spider charts or spider web charts. It looks like when you plot, it looks like a spider web a- and the veins on this thing, if everything's, you know, jagged, if, if all the lines are jagged, then, you, you know, you've got, you're probably out of balance in certain areas, right? Well, when I look at mine, my spider web, it looks like a square. It's almost square. Oh. Which tells me if, it, it, it tells me that, um, you know, I don't feel out of balance in anything. And I, I mean, and I'm, that's genuine. You know, maybe there's a few areas that I might want to put a little more emphasis in, um, which I've already talked about, but, um, but, but, really I'm happy, I'm satisfied and I'm comfortable where, where I'm at. But like we said, we'll talk about the next, uh, yeah. the next sec- segment. That doesn't mean that I can't improve on how I allocate my money to, for, for those things. And that'll be a second big key to this. You know, my personal development, I actually feel like I'm a 10 right now in personal development. Frankly, I think I'm an 11 and I think I'm spending too much time there. Like I need to back off there so that other things can, can, can occur. Uh, okay. So let me bring the, okay. So then, okay. Now that you put it that way. So I will say this in the money area. Um, for me, I think I've been going gung ho on that as, as I get near here, the retirement, uh, coming right around the corner, I've been gung ho and maybe too much. So in mm. that area, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what this did for me that time. Same, same type of thing where I'm like, you know what? I don't really need to be as jacked up about this as I am. Kyle, how about you? You know, friends and family was an area where I, I had that value the highest of, of everything on my chart. But then when I thought of, um, how I'm doing on it, uh, it, it scores much lower. And so, uh, I'm thinking of what Len said earlier about the importance of, getting as much time as you can with your kids because it, it goes by really quickly. I know that's a place that uh, I've got some improvements to make. 
Well, and I know, Kyle, that for for men especially, you look at the number of men in their 40s and 50s who express as they move into their career and kids are starting to move away from home, uh, loneliness, you know, and and not having friendships, like spending time with friends also. And that's hard to balance when you have three kids and a job that sounds like it's as demanding as yours is. Yeah, no, I, I think there is something in the culture that you you always have to have an excuse to get together with someone. Uh, there doesn't tend to be just, hey, let's just spend some time together. It's always let's do book club or something else that only happens once in a while. Well, now, I got to tell you guys that I feel like the hopeless romantic over here in the corner as I'm listening to where everybody ranks. Because when I looked at this list, definitely the highest for me would be love and romance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Do tell. They make them different out here in the Midwest. I like to call <laughs> him my Midwestern gentleman. And, um, you know, my love language is acts of service. And he is just really stepping it up. So I got to tell you, last weekend, this is kind of sad, but he was walking my dog for me, act of service, and my dog got attacked by a German shepherd like 10 minutes from my house. And this dog like ripped into my dog. I mean, he's laying next to me right now with the cone of shame on. He gets his stitches out on Thursday. But my boyfriend, Brad, like had to beat off this dog. Like he like saved, I couldn't imagine if it was like me and Brad just like stepped up and, you know, saved my dog. So I'm, I'm just very love drunk right now over my amazing boyfriend for saving my, my baby. That's a, Um, that's a great place to be. But where, where did you rate the lowest Diana? I rated the lowest on health and personal and spiritual growth. But for me, it's like those two areas, I'm either I'm a very all or nothing person. So like even when you were talking about personal development, I don't even think there's too much focus could be put on personal development because I really see it affecting every area of your life. Like if you're your best self, that's going to bleed into how you, you know, take care of your money, how you interact with your friends and family, how you relax and have fun, how you run your business. So I actually think that that's the biggest priority. Um, but I go through phases where like, have you guys ever read the book, the miracle morning? Yeah. Hell Elrod. Yeah. Yeah. So when I read that book, I mean, I was hopping out of bed at 5am and like, you know, meditating and journaling and, um, exercising and doing all of those things. And so I was just like much more focused on it, but it'll come and go in waves and I'm just in a, a downward spiral right now. Um, of not taking care of my health and spirituality. That's interesting, but you know that it needs work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so for myself with love and romance, like I've been single for three and a half years. And so I was like, well, I, I can't value what doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. Well, love and romance, I think means either you're okay with where you are, where it's a 10, right? Because you feel like you've, you've nurtured. I mean, I think there's self love there as well, because I believe that you can't be happy with somebody else unless you're happy with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You can't be in this relationship and be unhappy being alone in a room with, with, with just you, Mm. Well, during the pandemic, I had 15 months of being alone in a room with only me. So you're an 11. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in terms of the the financial aspect of this, in terms of like how I spend money on a thing like that, uh, I get the the thing that I came up with was I guess the money that I spend on like beauty and fashion, the money that I spend 
like attempting to be hot would sort of be money that's like trying to, you know, would would be like what I would assign to the love and romance category. It's like the money that I spend trying to get a date. Um, that's all I could come up with in terms of how I spend money in that category. So, Well, coming up, we've got the second half of this discussion where we're going to bring money into it. But first, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Hey, Staggers, is Military Appreciation Month. You know what that means. We are recognizing all of our stackers in the audience my good friend Nord, Doug Nordman, who uh, some of you may know, he is a writer in personal finance. He's a guy I'd like to do a shout out to. He is such a giving member of the FIRE community, the Financial Independence Retire Early community. Uh, Nords will do anything for you. It's just, just, I think some of that comes from his time on a submarine, like my nephew Colin, who's on a submarine right now, and all the work that uh, he did there. Just a super giving member of the community. And you know what? A Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate their members who go above and beyond, not this month, but every month. Navy Federal offers members only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Here's one of their offers in honor of Military Appreciation Month. Join and get $50 when you open a credit card. Of course, you want them to have your whole debt strategy planned out, don't you? Don't just go open a credit card willy-nilly, as mom says. Uh, here's a disclaimer. You got to join, open your membership savings account between May 1st and May 31st. So get on it stackers. Annual percentage yield is a 0.25% for membership savings account, $5 minimum balance to open, maintain your membership savings account to obtain the bonus. Visit navyfederal.org for full terms and conditions. That's just one of the things they have a 24 seven help for the U S based service members. They have resources all over the place. Head to Navy Federal. Dot org for full terms, conditions, and other offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Hey, guess what, everybody? It's that time. We have a year-long competition going on between our three regular competitors, Len, Paula, and OG. Today, Kyle, you are the honorary OG, so congratulations. Do you want the good news or the bad news, Kyle? 
I I will take the bad news first, but it's an, it's an honor to stand in for OG, a, a fellow Wolverine. You're, you're not, oh, we, we were going to bypass that whole thing. We were going to be nice to each other for the entire episode, and we only made it halfway before you had to go to Ann Arbor. Oh, man, excuse me while I throw up in my mouth a little bit. No, I'm joking. Uh, the bad news, Kyle, is that both you and your fellow Wolverine OG are, uh, are winning. By the way, that's also the good news, but the bad news is that means you're going to lead off this competition after Diana reads our trivia. So you're going to be going first. Paula, good news for you. You are in second with 11. OG is 13. You have 11. What the, what the hell, Paula, are you doing with 11? I know, right? Yeah, my score's improving. I might win this year. And speaking of what the hell, <laughs> Len's our two-time champion sitting at nine. What are you doing four behind, Mr. Penzo? Well, I think I've, I've uh, given... A big enough handicap to everybody, so I'm going to get serious <laughs> starting right now. Oh, here it is. And by right now, Diana, you ready to do this thing? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Diana's going to bring us some trivia. Let's do this. Hey, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's cousin, Diana, sitting in while Doug is out doing something, probably hurting the neighborhood cats. Which is funny because I told him last time that if you're hurting cats, just try to get our roundtable to agree on a topic. Speaking of disagreement, let's see how widely we can disagree on this trivia question. Non-fungible tokens have been in the news big time again lately with some eye-popping results. These tokens, which help prove ownership of assets, are the latest and hottest things since Joe's mom's first introduced her Singapore sling drinks to the bridge club. NFTs are so hot. Come on, Fireside. NFTs are so hot. How, How hot are they? How hot are they? <laughs> NFTs are so hot that even Jack Dorsey, the co-founder and CEO of Twitter's first tweet, now an NFT, sold for an eye-popping amount which is how many American dollars? I'll be back with the answer as soon as we hear our contestants throw darts at this question. All right. And there you've got it, guys. So, uh, Kyle, unfortunately, you got to go first. Jack Dorsey's tweet as an NFT, how much did it sell for? Wow. Uh, see, normally when I listen to this, I have the benefit of hearing Lens uh, rationalizing and going through all of the the different options. <laughs> yeah, Len, you could just go ahead and give the thinking out loud while I think of my answer. <laughs> uh, but boy, I I have no idea. I uh, I actually just started getting active on Twitter myself, literally about a month ago, and so I it's saw, not a platform. I saw that you've had fun with it too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I have a lot of fun uh, and. It's it's interesting. I I've been missing out, but um, what I mean, what would I pay for the first tweet? That number I can assure you is far far lower than what <laughs> what the actual answer will be. Uh, the only strategic thing I can think of is to not do a round number. So that when Len and Paula are trying to go above and below oh. me, they'll have a little more trouble remembering. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm going to go with 
436. Uh, a nice round number, Kyle, as you said. <laughs> yes. All right, Paula, do something with that. What are you thinking? So my thinking is, all right, let's see. Now, the difficult part <laughs> is that I need a number because Len is going to Chelsea Brennan, one of us. You got it. You got it, girl. So I need to pick a number <laughs> that makes Len's job Chelsea Brennaning as difficult as possible. Yes. Which means, okay, 12.1 million. million. That's a big number, Paula. No freaking way. It is. Now Len has to decide whether he wants to capture the upside or the downside. (laughs) Have fun, Len. Isn't that, Paula, where you go, blah? Oh, my gosh. All right, Mr. Penzo. You know, that's pretty smart because now, okay, well, it's got to be, you said what, Paula, 12 million? 12.1. I, there's no freaking way. I, I, I will if 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 it's ten million or more. I will. Oh, I'll eat a bug. I will eat a bug. Really? No freak- oh. wait, wait, when Len? When am I going to see you next? <laughs> I there's no freaking way some an NFT sold for ten million dollars. I don't well, care who what, who it is. What kind of bug? Can, Your choice, taste, Paula. What's a good tasting <laughs> bug? Aren't crickets good? <laughs> crickets are good. Crickets are a high source of uh, protein. Cricket, don't they? Can it be a chocolate covered cricket? <laughs> oh, that's too weak. Just in case that's I'm too wrong. weak. It's got to hurt. Len, when I'm in LA, can I do an Instagram live while you're doing that? I feel like I'm trying to get my social media up here between you and Paula. I'll eat a, I'll eat a cricket. All right. That's okay. as far as I'm going. All right. Uh, but you still got to give it's us a number. Okay. Um, and I take back what I said earlier. I, I don't think Len's musings would have been helpful at all for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Okay, so 12.1 and 1.5, somewhere in the middle. Uh, there's no freaking way it's even – I don't even think Paula's in the ballpark. I think she's way out. I'm going to say $4 million. $4 million. Well, guess what? One of the three of you is right, and we'd love to tell you who's right, but we don't play that way. We're going to be right back. Kyle, you kick this off, and I think that uh, Paula and Lembo thought you were pretty low at your 1525436 which, by the way, Kyle, also, I would love it if you were right on with that number. <laughs> Actually, right on. That would be a sure sign I had Googled it. (laughs) (laughs) But Paula, 12.1, Len thinks you're way too high. What do you think? I am kind of shocked that he didn't Chelsea Brennan either of us. I know. And I'm actually feeling pretty good because by virtue of him choosing the 4 million number, that gives me everything from 8 upwards. Gives you a lot of of room. Yeah. And and Len, 4 million? Well, I know it's a, it's got to be over a million. It has to be, but but ten million or twelve million. There's no freaking way, and uh, I, I'm good with my number. Well, guess I, what? I, I think it's a good number. We're about to find out who's got the good number, Diana. Here we go. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's cousin, Diana, back with your trivia answer. NFTs have been so hot. 
Oh, come on. How hot <laughs> are they? <laughs> NFTs have been so hot. That they How almost- hot are they? Oh, I thought we had to do it the second time. <laughs> They almost called Doug just to be around something shady. They're so hot that they're all wearing sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) They're so hot that if they were a thermometer, they'd just read, are you kidding me? (laughs) They're so hot that if they were frozen pizza, they'd be ready to eat by the time they got home. (laughs) Enough. Okay, I'll stop this comedy gold only to give you the answer. So Jack Dorsey's first tweet sold for an eye popping amount that luckily is less than 280 characters. So you can tweet the answer to friends, but it's still not far off. Dorsey's first tweet, including commas and the dollar sign, would take 10 characters because it went for two point nine million dollars. And that means that Len Penzo is the winner. I did? Yes. I, I don't think is. I is, was worried. It, it, and, uh, that was close. I cut that too close. Well, it's the closest one, right? It's not like closest without going over. It's like the closest to the number. Yes. Which would mean Len. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2.9. Len, back, getting back in the game. What's up with that? You know what? In retrospect, I should have Chelsea, Ben, and Kyle. But just to be safe, that was kind of Paula's right. I, I kind of screwed up there, but I lucked out. Very good. Len, Len getting back in the game, making double it close. I'm yes. In double digits. And now Len, only one point behind Paula. The plot thickens. I'm coming for you, Paula. Yes. I'm coming for you. I know that everybody is sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for next week <laughs> for this for this segment. They can't wait. They could be here on Fireside with us next Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern to see who does it. Now to the second half of our discussion. This half is brought to you by Magnify Money. Kyle, you know what happens when you go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money? Under magnifier and becomes much larger. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so great. Uh, close. Very close. If it were uh, horseshoes or cornhole, you, you may be close, but not quite there. <laughs> You'll find that 92% of the products that are out there online all rated against each other and those Banking products like savings accounts, checking accounts, uh, uh, CDs that you use at the traditional brick and mortar bank, probably not the best. So go rate and see how much better you can do by going to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. And uh, they have been a longtime sponsor of the show. And there's one reason for that. And that's because my savings account through Ally came from them whenever I've had uh, uh, issues with, with a bank and I've had them on two separate occasions. I immediately go to magnify money, find a better bank and bam, super easy. Not only do they rate them, but they also have ratings of them. Stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. All right. Uh, second half of this show, we're going to be talking about your money and aligning your money with those values that you have. But first, I'm going to invite our friend Chris Luger on stage. So I'm so happy that we've got Chris here. How you doing, everyone? Good. Chris, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm uh, doing well, man. Yeah, so so you had a comment about uh, the love and romance piece here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is weird, and you know, you mentioned or uh, someone just mentioned, you know, as you get to that point where you're at that life transition. So I'm divorced, empty nester. My kids are all grown, you know, 19 and 21. They're out doing their own thing, and it is kind of lonely, right? 
So looking at where you spend your money, um, similar to, to kind of what Paula said, right? Um, and I actually blogged about this. I look at it as spending money as investing in your relationship. You know, so it's like if you spend that money on going on a date, you spend that money on self-care to, to, you know, whether it's going to the gym, nice clothes for a date or whatever, it's kind of like investing in yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of the way I kind of look at it. Chris, while you're here, I want you to help us kick off this second half of the discussion, which is we have these eight areas of personal development around this wheel. And I'll walk through them again with everybody, business and career, money, health, friends and family, love and romance, personal development, fun and relaxation, personal and spiritual growth. When you think about those with your money, where do you feel like the amount of money that you're spending on one of those areas really isn't lining up with your value system? Uh, probably, uh, health, right. Probably like, um, you know, I, if I, if I was serious about it and intentional, I probably could, you know, get a gym membership, get a personal trainer. I mean, be serious about it. Um, so definitely probably that's my, the one that I'm not investing where I should. Yeah. And the one where you feel like you're really rocking it. Um, probably to your point, Joe, probably a little, overzealous on the personal development side. Oh yeah. Like I'm just constantly sucking up, you know, new books, new classes, new, you know, whatever, you know, I think that's part of being a a blogger, right? Is that you're kind of a junkie for that stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thanks for hanging out, Chris. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, Hey, uh, Len, let's go to you, man. Next. What did you find when you did this? Um, I found that I could spend more in on health and uh, love and romance, and I could spend less on fun and relaxation. By could, by the way, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but but by could, I want to define that. Do you mean that you probably should? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. And and then the other one is, is the what I money, which to me was a kind of a nebulous money. I, to me, money meant, um, the money you're setting away for your savings or, or the stuff you're putting into savings, your retirement accounts, and other types of investments. And I and looking at it right now, I'm putting the vast majority of the cash the household is earning. It's going into that into those things. And I believe I can definitely between that and the money spent on quote fun and relaxation, we can pull back from those and add to the other two where I'm light. That's funny because we, we interpreted money in two different ways. I interpreted money as being spending money on things like Kyle's book, right? On becoming better with your money. Uh, things that you do to be, to be more focused on money. See, to me, that's, that's personal growth. Uh, personal, yeah. Personal development. Yeah. That's where I would put that. Gotcha. So Paula, how about you? Did you find any areas where they were out of alignment? Well, so with the money category specifically, I ranked money as fair, a fairly low priority for me right now, but I, I interpreted the spending money on money, I interpreted that to mean the amount of money that I put into investments. So you t- interpret it like Len, saving money too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's very high. So in that regard, there was a mismatch. And if I looked at that mismatch literally, then the conclusion would be why I shouldn't save and invest so much. But I think that the reason that I can put a low cognitive and emotional priority on money is because of the reassurance that comes from knowing that I have my investments well-funded and locked in. 
So I think that if I were to spend less money on money, then money would become mentally more dominant. Right. So even though it isn't a priority right now, you fear that it will be a priority later and it won't be there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like spending so much money on investments enables me to uh, view money as a low priority at a, at a cognitive and emotional level. My, my roommate in college, Paula, he, he saved a ton of money early. And this is not a direct quote, but this is, this is his thinking because he hates saving. He can't stand saving. And he's like, so if I get all this crap out of the way early, I won't have to do it later. <laughs> I get that. I it's, get that. It's, that makes sense. It's, and that's wise. You yeah. Know? Super, super front, front load it. Front load the workload. You know, I don't know. Do, do you think that that now, maybe this is just me, but when I'm looking back at my life, that for me, the priority or the amount, it, it actually has gone up as I've gotten closer to retirement. Oh, my attention to detail has gotten a lot, a lot more focused the closer I've got to the end of uh, end of my working career. Is there so. a fear there though, Len? Like it's three days before the big exam, and even yes. though you're re- <laughs> even though you're ready for it, yes, yes, yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's like the day before the trip, and you're sure you, you yep. forgot something. I just wanted. I've got to get this right. Yep, exactly. Kyle, when it came to your money, where did you find misalignment? Yeah. I mean, I found I was aligned in most places, but uh, the two categories where it wasn't really aligned is one is the the fun and relaxation that uh, I don't spend that much. I've got a, a group of friends I used to kayak with and um, we've been talking for years about doing another kayaking trip and it just keeps getting put off. And uh, that's the place where I think one of the things that always comes up is how expensive a trip might be. And mm. um, we just have to make it happen. I wonder if yeah. there's a middle ground there, you know, if there's a, maybe we don't go on the expensive kayaking trip, but maybe there's a way to meet them halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there, I think there are ways to do that. Uh, and so maybe we'll find a good location, but uh drink cheap beer instead of craft brew. <laughs> See, that's the part that is, is a no go for me. Yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I know I, I say that, but even as the words came out of my mouth, I realized <laughs> I, I would never make that compromise. There is, yeah. pe- there are people yelling at their device going, you're from Vermont, man. Come on. <laughs> you can't drink yeah. crap beer. What are you doing? <laughs> um, so the other area I, I marked where I, I had a misalignment is, um, business and career that I, I and I, a part of that is I'm uh, fairly happy with where I am in my, my legal career, but um, it's an area I've never really spent a lot of money on with the exception of the uh, enormous tuition bills for <laughs> going oh. to law school. <laughs> um, but I, I guess I don't uh, think as much about that because I am one of the, the few people who has actually successfully made it through public service loan forgiveness. And so I, I never ended up paying for the, the vast majority of my law school bills. Um, Boy, you are even, one of the few. We got to have you back on to talk about how the hell you did that, because if I feel like nobody gets that done. Yeah, it, it is not an easy path, that's for sure. But, but, you know, other expenses for business and career, I think of things like just uh, business clothes and I have a a story in my book about a time I was going to an interview and I 
called the dry cleaning place and they said it was going to be $20 to clean my suit jacket. And I thought that was a little exorbitant. And so I hopped on Google and figured out how to hand wash my suit jacket <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> And uh, and then it it gets much worse from there. I, um, you're not supposed to hang it up, and so I laid it down on towels on the floor. And it was a hot day, so of course our dog came over and found this to be the perfect cool place to lie down. Perfect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, I decided I'd just deal with hanging it up, and maybe the shoulders would get messed up from the hanger. But it was better than letting my dog keep laying on it. And. I was cooking baked fish that night and I opened the oven and I see the smoke from the oven go directly up into the <laughs> suit jacket oh, that was no. hanging by the stove. <laughs> so you, so look great, a, you look great and you smell like fish. Yeah. <laughs> that was a time when I, I would have benefited from uh, uh, a remote interview. <laughs> well, that's why. But, but I think obviously the reason you tell that story in your book is that I was the same way. I wore these shoes that were these plastic cheap shoes because I thought, you know, what's the difference? I'll, I'll wear these cheap shoes from Payless. And I remember, you know, and I was managing not a ton of money, but also not a small amount of money for other people. And when I, when I finally stopped wearing those shoes and I got a, not a expensive pair of shoes, but a decent pair of shoes. I remember three different people stopped me in the hall and said, man, it's about time you stopped wearing those cheap shoes. You just look like crap in those. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody told me the whole time I was in them that I looked bad. But then I realized that I had to spend a little bit, you know, I didn't want to, I don't trust people who are overdressed, you know, who look too slick. Uh, but, but I had to have a certain level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Although in Vermont, yeah, I, Hiking boots are considered to be dress shoes. <laughs> it's a different, yeah. But aren't you looking for the expensive hiking boots? Is that the deal? In Vermont? Yeah, yeah. Right. They, they have to be very fancy hiking right, boots. Right. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, uh, when it came to your expenses, uh, Diana, how about you? You know what I thought was so interesting about this exercise and looking at how I spend money and how it aligns with these values and where I stand on each of them. I didn't feel like I need to spend more money anywhere. I feel like I need to spend more time and energy on some oh. of these areas, you know, cause even like I talked about the personal and spiritual growth. I mean, that miracle morning routine, even that book, I read it from the library. So I spent nothing. It cost me nothing to meditate and journal. And, you know, I worked out at home. Um, so I, I think for me, it's not so much about, spending more money, but realigning other resources of time and energy, which in many ways are as important as money. You know, there's a balance between those three resources. No, agreed. And that's why I like the two-parter of this, right? I think the first half is spending more time uh, because it's what you value. And then the second half is is spending more money. I found it's interesting that Len thought time-wise, he's spending the right amount of time in his relationship, but money-wise, he could maybe he could maybe up it for the for the honeybee. And instead of doing the BK drive through together, Len, you're maybe going to go, you know, to Denny's or something. Well, yeah. And we'll go into that. I mean, that's what Kyle said about making an investment, right? It's an investment and that's, you know, everything's yeah. cool, but you know what? It's worth taking that investment yeah. in, and, and up in it, you know, get, well, what's her love stuff. language, Lynn? We'll talk about that off. <laughs> 
that's a, that's a whole different show, Diana. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'd love to get uh, just a quick takeaway from each of you just when it comes to this exercise. And Paula, we'll start with you because it sounds like this type of stuff you, you do regularly. But a big takeaway just for our listeners on doing this type of an exercise. I'd say, well, two takeaways. One is that many of these things don't fit neatly into categories. And so if you go through an exercise like this, uh, make sure that you take the time to write down what types of things, what your assumptions are about what's included in each category, particularly if you're then going to discuss this with a, with a, a podcast friend <laughs> yeah, or a podcast audience <laughs> um, so that that way everyone can be clear about what they're talking about when they talk about each category. Uh, that's one of the takeaways. But I think a takeaway there too, which is an offshoot for me, is be clear with yourself and be specific about the things you're going to do. Um, because I find it's easy to just apply truisms, just go, oh, I'm going to spend more time there. Well, if you're not specific and intentional about it, you're not going to do it. Your second one? Oh, the second takeaway is the idea that if you find a misalignment between money and what you value, sometimes it isn't that you need to start spending less uh, in in certain areas. Sometimes it's just that you need to start spending more and mm. then it's more more time, more money, more energy, more attention. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think one sometimes begets the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Len, how about you, man? Well, my, mine is, you know, you could be satisfied and, and be overspending. I mean, you could be satisfied and think, hey, everything's cool, but, but when you use this wheel, it is very possible that you're still overspending and you could be using that, money that you're overspending on that one particular area to put it towards areas where maybe you're not quite as satisfied and you can improve that. And the other thing is just because you might be satisfied at one level, say a level five on a scale of one to 10, doesn't mean you can't spend a little more and get that push that satisfaction level up even higher. So that's, that's great. I love this idea of overspending and we didn't even touch on that, that, that you might be over budget in an area. You'll, it could still be a 10. And yet, like you see these people, contrary to what you're doing, Len, when you talk about love and romance, sometimes people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars where to Diana's point about love language, maybe your spouse, your romantic partner, whoever it is, your friend would be happy with, with a smaller experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Kyle, you've got the last word, man. What's uh, the takeaway? Yeah. uh, Well, one is that I think everyone needs to actually sit down and think more about these than they do. I say everyone. Clearly, Paula doesn't. She said (laughs) she's already got all this figured out, but I I sure learned a lot from doing this exercise. Um, And, uh, you know, I think... The, there's a saying about how every budget, whether it's a personal budget, a legislative budget, is a value statement. And where you put your money is and what it's supporting is something that people need to think about. And um, uh, it is something that our family, uh, I think, does a, a good job of. And um, I think there are a couple of categories. That, the two that jump out at me are education and experiences, where... Um, you really uh, don't tend to regret putting money into things like that. And um, so I think that's a place where you can line up your values with uh, what you're spending on. And the more people do that and, and spend money on real meaningful things and, and not on things that uh, support causes they don't believe in, I think the, 
the better the world will be. That's going to do it for today, everybody. Let's find out what's happening where you live. Uh, Len, let's have you go. I was going to pull a go, which I like to yeah, do. No, I don't like to follow. She has a Nobel Prize winner or an ex-president yes. on her show, <laughs> I, and I have to follow that with some stupid... Which ex-president do you have, Len? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what I have... What we go over this week at lenpenzo.com... Uh, <laughs> especially it's a darn good thing that that i'm not following two dollar bill fun facts about the two dollar bill at lenpenzo.com <laughs> stuff that i know all of you out there are just dying to know the hard-hitting stuff little known <laughs> little known fact it's my niche this is my niche joe little known fact the wall street journal was all over that story and len scooped them <laughs> got there before they did uh paula what's going on at afford anything at that amazing podcast afford anything so on the afford anything podcast uh we are running four episodes during the month of september that follow the four pillars of fire so f financial psychology i investing r real estate and e entrepreneurship so once each week for four weeks, we run a one of our best episodes from our archives that follows each of those four um, that is are based around each of those four themes. Oh, nice! So that's it. The Afford Anything podcast available wherever finer podcasts are downloaded. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought the E in fire was early. <laughs> the uh, it's the new interpretation of fire. Yes. Oh. It's the Paula Pant fire. It's a, okay. Yeah. I guess you couldn't really do a show on early. I mean, that's be kind of That's right. Paula's original is original. She she doesn't <laughs> do what everybody else does with early. She's got her Paula, own fire. We'll talk acronym. after the show. I got to get some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, it was a blast. I really enjoyed being here. It's a great podcast and uh, had a lot of fun talking with everyone. Well, and I got to say for a Wolverine, you're an okay guy. I just, you know, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, 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 the book, Personal Finance and Investing, How Anyone Can Make More, Spend Less and Invest Wisely. Where does everybody get it? Uh, the paperback and hardcover are available everywhere. And uh, the ebook is now going to be available everywhere as well. It, it started out exclusive to Amazon, but it's now uh, available any place you get an ebook. And you can reach me uh, at my website, personalfinanceauthor.com or on Twitter at PF Author. You also have some extras there and links to everything I noticed. Yeah, I have a checklist of 17 ways to get free money and that's available on my website. And I try to yeah. keep that up to date. Um, yeah. And it's actual free money. It's not one of those... Uh, spend a lot of money on something to 10 years later, get more money. It's, it's real, uh, real tips for getting more money in your bank account. And so <laughs> nice job. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, man. I appreciate it. That's going to yeah. do it for today. Everyone, Diana, you've got it from here, my friend. What should we have learned today? So what should we have learned today? First, have you thought about your life in a rounded way? Use a tool like our wheel and you can get yours at stackingbenjamins.com slash wheel to help you make better decisions about life's priorities. Second, be specific and intentional about what you're going to do for each area of your wheel. And keep in mind that your spending might need to increase or decrease in each area. But the big lesson if Jack Dorsey's first tweet went for $2.9 million, imagine how much Kyle's book would be worth if it were an NFT.
Kyle, time to rethink this publishing idea, man. Make your book an NFT and the world will be all over it. Thanks to our team behind the scenes for putting together today's show. Karen Repine is our producer. Taylor Stevens is our writer. And mom's friend Gertrude created the link for you to download your own wheel. Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash wheel to try it yourself. And thanks to Paula Pant for joining the fun today. You'll find her podcast, Afford Anything, wherever you're listening to us now. Thanks also to Len Penzo for pitching in. You'll find Len's award-winning musings at the aptly named lenpenzo.com. And thanks. And finally, thanks to Kyle Landis Marinello for joining us. You'll find Kyle's book, Personal Finance and Investing, How Anyone Can Make More, Spend Less and Invest Wisely at Amazon.com or ask your local bookstore to carry it. And better yet, head to Kyle's website, personalfinanceauthor.com for extras and all the links to everything personal finance and investing. By the way, you got his name right twice, by the way. Did I actually get it right? I still think I'm saying it wrong. Nice job. (laughs) You got it right. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I said finally, but of course there's one more piece of goodness and probably the best of all. I'm Joe's mom's cousin, Diana. And how would you like to hang out with me? Joe, Paula, and a bunch of other like-minded people. Come join us at the Economy Conference, which is an event for people exploring better ways to achieve the American dream. It's also been described as a party about money, so you know it's going to be a good time. We're kicking it off on Friday, November 12th with a live Stacking Benjamins recording. You'll also get to enjoy main stage speakers like Bitches Get Riches, Rich Jones from Paychecks and Balances, Carl Jensen, also known as Mr. 1500, and many more. It's coming up on November 13th and 14th in Cincinnati, and you'll find tickets and all the details at economyconference.com. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. If you're new to the after show, here's the rules. Nothing in the show notes, no links. What we talk about in the after show stays in the after show. And I thought we'd just have a little short discussion today. We talked about the wheel and I want to talk about some time that you maybe reinvented the wheel. Is there a time when you did something the absolute hardest way possible instead of taking the easy way. And I'll tell you one time that I did it back when I was a financial planner, while you guys are thinking of uh, anything that you might have. But I, I, w- w- there, was a, there was a special laddered certificate that uh, some of my clients had, and it would get this bonus interest uh, that would get higher if you save more. So for people that had trouble saving, it was a great way to incentivize them to continue to save money. And it, it wasn't a monster interest rate, but it definitely helped people that struggled plant the seed. So I recommended it a fair amount early in my career. Well, one time, maybe about two and a half years into my career, 
and I'm telling this, these, these, uh, people, and I've, it's funny cause I still remember their name and this was a long, long time ago, Greg and Kathy. And I said, Greg and Kathy, look at how well you're doing. They're like, yeah, that, that interest rate looks really good. And I said, yeah. And I take out my HP 12 C this complex calculator and I'm working through it and I'm figuring out the number. And I said, yeah, the, the, the interest rate on this is, uh, th- uh, four point, you know, I'm just going to make up a number 4.1%. And Greg leans over and he said, you mean the 4.17, it says right here on the statement next to the certificate. I took, I'm, I must've taken a good, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes in front of them proving I could use my calculator when all I had to do was, yeah, read Paula. How about you? Anytime you've reinvented the wheel, I mean, that's a very specific example. What came to mind when you asked that question wasn't something that was so um, isolated or specific, but rather big picture, like everything I've ever done in my life, I've basically reinvented (laughs) the wheel. Um, I mean, everything, like from investing, from figuring out how to have a career and be an adult, to investing in real estate, to learning how to put uh, a duvet cover inside of one of those uh, duvet inside of a duvet cover, like literally everything. Those things drive done. me crazy, by the way. They still oh, drive me crazy. And do you know how to fit a folded sheet? How to fold a fitted sheet? How to I don't how to ask that question? <laughs> how to fold a fitted sheet? <laughs> I've watched the YouTube video like sixteen times, and I still suck at it. How do yeah. you fold feta cheese? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say, Paula? Yes. How how do you fold some feta cheese into a fitted sheet and stuff it into a duvet cover? That's right. <laughs> feta cheese over your Landis Mar- Marinello sauce? Mm. <laughs> this is going to be a great piece of baklava. It'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Kyle or Len, you guys got one? I can hop in. When uh, we had our first kid, um, I had read a book about how kids uh, – learn language faster if you do sign language. And so I, my partner and I both tried to learn all the sign language we could. And every time we opened up a book, we would first put the book down and, and put our hands together uh, like you're praying. And then you open them up like a book opening up because that's the, the sign for book. And we did that and all these other signs and, and had to basically learn this new language ourselves. And when our daughter was... 10 months old, I have her in a baby carrier and I'm rocking her around trying to get her to sleep. And she's trying to uh, procrastinate actually taking a a nap. And so she knows I love reading books to her and she reaches her hand out of the carrier and points at the bookshelf and she doesn't do the sign that we had been working on forever. She says book. <laughs> I realized we could have just been talking to her this whole time. <laughs> That's funny you say that. We called my we called my daughter, you know, they were twins. We called my daughter research and development because when they were when we'd lay them on the floor, my daughter would spend all this time trying to roll over. Remember when your kids would try to roll over for the first time? Yeah. And she tries and she tries and she tries and she doesn't get it. And finally, after days, she finally does it my son would just lay there drooling next to her just watching her (laughs) trying this and the second she flips over he just flips over and then (laughs) and then she would try to pull herself up to the table you know to stand up and she'd fall down she'd try to stand up fall down try to stand up she pulls herself up one day nick went from not even trying to standing up right next to her so autumn's (laughs) autumn's nickname was always r&d for that reason yeah good good stuff uh len do you got one 
I got a lame one. This is a lame one. So, well, then why are we doing it? What are we well, doing? I don't know. Hey, what the <laughs> heck? You know, like when you make strawberry shortcake, or or and you have to hold the strawberry, and you got to take the little the little green thing off the the top of the strawberry because you don't want those in your strawberry shortcake, right? Yeah. Well, there's a you know for years I would cut the you know I'd slice off all the painstakingly slice off all the the green tops of the strawberry. Oh, somebody showed me that all you have to do is you take a straw and you shove it at the bottom of the strawberry and then you push up and it perfectly holds the strawberry and it removes the, uh, the green, the, the green stuff at the Really? Top. See, I didn't yeah. know that. Perfect. It's perfect. That's not lame it's at all. Quick. That's cool. It's quick. So you well, just take a straw and bam, 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 bam. Yep. 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 You get it, get it all done. You get a whole thing of strawberries done and like, you know, just in no time. You're a genius, Mr. Penzo. Yes, I am. Well, yes. Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's military appreciation month and we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend, OG, who spent time in the military. And of course we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. Take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.